Welcome to Research Uncensored, a podcast by Research FDI, your trusted investment attraction and business intelligence partner. Join me, Bruce Tackethman, and my co-host, Amber Hunter, as we bring you behind the scenes with economic development professionals around the world. We're going to find out the real stories behind the project wins and get to know some of the top players in the game today. We would like to thank the Next Move Group for sponsoring today's podcast. Next Move Group helps small to medium-sized companies, communities, and organizations create economic growth through executive searches that assist economic development organizations with hiring quality EDO professionals. They also provide site selection services to manufacturers, in addition to a suite of products designed to help organizations be successful. Welcome to another episode of Research Uncensored. Joined by our guest, the co-host, Adam Solomon. Adam, welcome to the show. How are you doing? <laughs> Thanks, Bruce. It's uh, great to be here. Uh, after editing so many episodes of Research Uncensored over the last couple of years, it's uh, nice to finally uh, be taking a more active role in hosting the show. So I'm glad to be here along with you, and I'm even more glad to be hosting our latest guest, who is a great friend of, of Research FDI, Shannon Landauer. Yes, you are indeed coming out from the outhouse to the penthouse, from behind the scenes to the main the main stage, so welcome. Yeah, we're excited to have Shannon on the show. As you mentioned, great friend of Research FDI, great friend of the program. We're excited to have her on. For many years, the face of Carroll, Iowa, but now at Iowa Lakes Quarter, so we're look, looking forward to bringing her on. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dial her in. All right, let's welcome our next guest all the way from Iowa, Shannon Landar. Welcome to the program. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Shannon, so good to finally get you on the show. For all our listeners that are not as familiar with you as we are, can you give us all a brief introduction about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Currently, I am serving as president and CEO of the Iowa Lakes Corridor as of last July, but previously had served some time in Carroll, Iowa as the chamber executive as well as countywide economic development. And really, I began my career in economic development in Boone County, Nebraska. So um, all excellent positions and all have offered great growth opportunities. So it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Tell our listeners a little bit about your time at Carroll, some of your achievements and what you were up to down there. Yeah, and Carol, like I said, being chamber and economic development, it really creates some new learning opportunities. Um, you know, a lot of our organizations in economic development are public-private partnership, but in Carol, it really, being a membership organization at the chamber, it really gave me some opportunity to learn about events and some of the chamber mentalities with with regard to how economic development and chamber work really are partner types of organizations. Um, you know, we worked in everything from advanced manufacturing, a little bit of value-added agriculture, some renewable energy, and lots of good things. Um, I would say nationally, probably most notable was the Templeton Rye Distillery Project. Um, we just played a very small part in that with regard to some of the incentive work on the state side, but um, really neat project. And like I said, the Templeton Rye brand has greatly grown across the country in the last few years. So that was a really fun project. Awesome. Now at IEDC 2021 in Nashville, Tennessee, we talked about a little bit about your process uh, on the executive search. Ride. I guess after seven years, you kind of knew your time at Carroll was coming to an end for whatever reason. You were looking at other opportunities. Can you tell our listeners who might be in a similar situation, who might be going through an executive search process or going through a career transition 
kind of about your thought process about meeting with executive search professionals and interviewing with other economic development organizations. Right. I guess to your point, you get to a time in your career and in that position where you really determine you, you might have an event or just be ready for some growth. And so, you know, it's, it's really imperative that you're passionate about the work you're doing and that you are a fit for the organization and they're a fit for you. And so um, when I had decided that my, my mind was open to new opportunities, it really was a case of, you know, networking with those that I had grown to know through my economic development experience. Um, it, it's really good to have those relationships in place. Whether or not you're job seeking, you really should know those firms. And, and to your point, you know, you get to know what people are good at, what areas of focus they prefer with their work. And it's just a lot easier when you're ready to make that move if you've given it a little bit of thought. And, um, Again, I started by just reaching out to some of the individuals I know that do executive search to help me look for what was my next step. In your new position, uh, we're wondering, what are some of the challenges you've faced? What are some of the key challenges your community currently faces? And what have you done to help answer those, those challenges? You know, it's really been a unique time. Coming out of COVID, you know, I, I kind of came in on the tail end of some of our programming and so while the pandemic itself is on the downhill slide, um, our businesses, while they survived the pandemic, they're really facing some of those other challenges. We're seeing the supply chain issues. We're seeing those um, inflation-related challenges. And so, you know, all of that also relates to workforce. That is really one of the key factors in holding back some of our growth within the region. Um our, our region is very unique. Being four counties, each of our counties and communities are very different. So, you know, I would say one of my, my challenges was really identifying what, what the assets were in our communities and really what their future growth projects and potentials look like. So as you guys know, economic development, while it's global work, it very much is small business and relationship-based. And so it's really important to get out there and meet all of the, the people, you know, the elected leaders, the business leaders and communities. But I would say certainly our biggest challenge right now re really relates to those things that are holding up growth. Again, it's supply chain, it's workforce and truly building inventory. Um, we just don't have the buildings and a lot of the projects that we're seeing are not looking at sites as much as buildings. So um, hopefully we can turn some of that around soon. We, we know that you've spent uh, your career largely at the service of, you know, more rural organizations uh, in Iowa and Nebraska. What should economic development folks from larger communities know before taking a position in a more rural area? What are some of the new challenges that they might face that they've not previously faced, you know, perhaps at larger regions or larger communities? Right. You know, back to, um, I, I don't want to keep stating the same thing, but it very much is a relationship-based effort in the smaller towns. It's really about building camaraderie and knowing who those partners are. And one of the things I really love about rural work is that we're more broad-based practitioners um, with small staffs and a lot of territory to cover. We are doing the existing industry work, the attraction work, and those community development pieces, such as workforce programming, housing development, childcare development, 
So it really has to be more of a broad and comprehensive look. And everything that gets done is done in relationship with your partners. It's a city level, the state level. So it, it is a little different in that also, you know, you're, you're a public figure. You're not an elected official, but you are known in your communities and people do want to have access to talk to you about their thoughts for the future of their communities. And so um, I, I think that's probably one of the most important things in rural communities or organizations is to make sure that you are accessible. As I said earlier, you know, it's really about the passion. We're not just out here, you know, doing that repeated process. It's more people focused. So those are probably, I would say, the key elements of being very successful in rural organizations. Yeah, it sounds like you really uh, wear a lot more hats. Uh, you kind of have to take on a lot more roles uh, as opposed to maybe a larger organization where everybody has a very specialized role within that organization. And in these kinds of instances, you certainly seems like you find yourself having to juggle more responsibilities. And with that, I'm sure comes a certain balancing act as well. Yes, you're exactly right. You know, in, in a rural community versus a metro area, um, you know, it, it may be a grocery store that really is the game changer where, you know, we're not looking at projects that are hitting the billion dollar mark and 1500 new positions. But those little projects like the grocery store or a small boutique on a main street in downtown Iowa, they're a game changer for those communities. It's a confidence piece. It's a sustainability step for that community. So, you know, it really is important that we don't just focus on large and those headline type of projects, but every project matters in each one of our community. And again, that may just be a daycare or getting a couple of new homes built. So it's, it's really fun to work with such a diversity of projects because honestly, no two communities are the same, nor are two projects with the work that we do. It's much more about community building as a whole as opposed to strictly economic development. Yes, absolutely. Now, uh, Shannon, we, of course, had the pleasure of spending many events together at IEDC events, uh, Leadership, Future Forum, Annual Conference. Can you tell us a little bit about the role IEDC and other organizations like Mid-America or other state organizations have had played in your own professional development? Absolutely. I am, I'm a huge advocate for supporting and being involved in those organizations. You know, don't just pay the membership dues, but really get engaged. And again, it's about the people that you're going to meet. Um, I currently am the president of the Professional Developers of Iowa, and it's not just because I was looking for something else to do, but I really, really am, have a, a strong mentality of growth, not just in our jobs, but in other people in the profession. I believe in giving back because a, a lot of people invested a lot of time in me, and I feel like that's one of the most important reasons to be a part of these membership organizations is because of the opportunity it creates to learn from other people and build your network. And, you know, the beauty of it is that you really get to know people that you can lean on. And when there's a challenging project or something you haven't experienced, the more outreach you have within the profession, um, the more likely you'll find someone that can provide you a little bit of support and mentorship. And I'll say that nearly 20 years in the business, um, there are still things that I experience for the first time. And it's just great to have people behind you when you go through that. 
of course, we had the pleasure of uh, sharing many moments together at uh, IDC events and other uh, economic development industry events. So that that's always been a great time. And uh, yeah, as as I'm sure you've noticed over the past few years, I certainly have the the makeup at these events uh, has certainly gotten younger and younger over the past few years. You can see a lot more young professionals entering the industry. So as that's happening more and more, you know, we were wondering what kind of advice you yourself would give to an aspiring young professional that wants to enter the economic development industry for the first time. You know, I would say that those people that are young, just you, you have to make sure and understand that it isn't a nine to five or eight to five type of, of work that we do. We really need to be on and available all the time. And I wholeheartedly believe in the work-life balance. I've been able to raise my three children while doing this work, but, um, you know, it's not easy work. And I think the more that you learn and the more people that you know and really expand your base of knowledge, the better served that you're going to be. Um, And certainly, as we've talked about today, you know, make sure that you have the, the people and the mentorships that are, are the people you can count on when there are challenging times. Um, it's really unique when you hear some of the projects that are out there and how it really is changing, as we touched on. Um, you know, when I began in economic development, housing was not a priority item. Workforce was much lower on the list when we saw site selection projects. And so, you know, it's an ever-evolving industry and so it's just so important to stay abreast of all the things that are happening. And, and you know, one, one example at the Heartland Economic Development course that happened just recently in Kansas City, it's really the first step toward earning your certification in economic development. But we did hear um, in the past someone had said, you know, I went to that course and it was really just more metro-based or it didn't apply to me. And so... I would say, you know, that is key to the work we do is everything applies to us. You have to figure out how it does and what you're going to do with that knowledge. And so while that's a really, really long answer, I guess to sum that up to young professionals in development, it really is about being open-minded, always learning and building that team of mentors that can help you grow. Well, Shannon, today's the start of Economic Development Week here in North America. And uh, I guess in five years, if you could have one wish, where do you hope the economic development profession is in five years from now? You know, I, I love this work. And I think so many, whether it be a large or small organizations, could relate to the fact that it still is a little bit misunderstood. Um I I would love to see that there just really is a more comprehensive understanding of economic development and the role that it plays in communities that may be um, not as much as a conversation in some of the larger communities or organizations, but, you know, it's such a partnership mentality. Everything happens through partnerships and whether that be communities or state and federal programs, I, I really just hope to see that economic development as an industry Um, is really thriving and bringing new people into the mix and all of that support and culture is really better understood. Perfect. Uh, So when's the next time I'll see you on the road? Are you going to be going to the upcoming Select USA conference at the Gaylord in D.C.? 
I am not. I, I'm unfortunately, we're, we're here. We have a really cool program. It's called the Okaboji Entrepreneurial Institute, and it's just a phenomenal learning opportunity, and it happens really close to that time frame. So as of right now, I don't have a whole lot on the books for travel, but um, I'm sure we'll be in touch and see each other soon. Awesome. Well, Shannon, appreciate you taking some time to come on the program. Always a pleasure hearing your voice. Thank you for some of the insights uh, for some of our listeners. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Thank you all for tuning in. You can find us on the web at www.researchfdi.com, on LinkedIn, and on Twitter at ResearchFDI. Tune in next week as we have another guest from the economic development world. 